Good morning, and welcome to The Mental Note with Dr. Darrell R. Pullard, the spiritual leader of today's church, Tampa Bay. continuing the book with the king's domain kingdomology 101 and we're on page number 45 and we are finishing up chapter five and then we're going to move on to chapter six to all of my students that like to read ahead and study ahead and be prepared we're finishing up chapter five today and then we're going to move on to chapter six all right um we're reading in this chapter and we are seeing from this chapter and knowing the truth um, uh, from page 45 and it gives us the scriptures about Jesus preaching the gospel of the kingdom on page 45 and we realize um, in kingdom as we look at this chapter that there are more than one gospel yes there's more than one gospel jesus as we, we read in the scripture says uh matthew 4 17 says the beginning of our lord's preaching from that time jesus began to preach and to say the kingdom of heaven is at hand uh, the scripture again is backed up in Matthew 4, 23. And Jesus went about all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Amen. And so we're realizing that Jesus com commanded the 12 even to preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that's Matthew 10, 27. And so our subject for today is, are you ashamed of the gospel? Yes, that's our subject for today. Are you ashamed of the gospel? How many remember the song, We Are Not Ashamed? We Are Not Ashamed of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, uh, to everyone that receiveth, they shall have everlasting life or eternal life. Um, that scripture is Romans 1, uh, chapter 1 and verse number 16. And so we're asking you today, are you ashamed of the gospel? Um, we realize that in the kingdom, we don't just have one gospel. The kingdom recognizes three gospels. That's right, I said it. The kingdom recognizes three gospels if you if you know what those three gospels are that the kingdom recognizes uh, put that in the chat line this is just a review we taught this some weeks ago um, but how many know what those three gospels are that the kingdom recognizes? I preached this uh, taught this on the daily download maybe about uh, six to eight weeks ago amen and I'm asking you today Romans 1 16 are you ashamed of the gospel uh, what gospel Gospel are we talking about? All right, the kingdom recognizes three gospels. I'm looking for my students. Um, give me uh, one of those gospels that the kingdom recognizes. Remember, the word gospel means good news, glad tidings. Um, Romans chapter 1 verse 16. I'm looking to see if anybody can tell me what these three gospels are that we recognize in kingdom. We preach, we teach, we recognize, we celebrate three gospels in the kingdom. Okay, I'm going to just tell you. Um, these are not the points. This is just review. Uh, so we recognize the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus did not um, preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus was the gospel of Jesus Christ. So in kingdom, we uh, recognize that 
Jesus did not preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus was the gospel of Jesus Christ. The good news of Jesus' pre-existence with God, his birth, his life, his ministry, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension, his intercession, his second coming, that all of these are gospels. Amen. All right. All of these are gospels. All right. So Jesus' entire life cycle is the gospel of Jesus Christ. So Jesus did not preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus was the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, Paul preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. Peter preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. They preached the gospel of Jesus Christ to authenticate who Jesus was. And so they preached the gospel of Jesus Christ because of the miracles, the signs, the wonders, what Jesus came to bring to the earth. Their mission was to authenticate Jesus as the savior of the world, as the Messiah. So the disciples, the apostles preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, but Jesus did not preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus was the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus lived the gospel of Jesus Christ. So the gospel that we recognize, we recognize the gospel of Jesus Christ. We also recognize the gospel of the kingdom because what Jesus did preach and teach was about the kingdom. What Jesus preached, as we just read in all of those scriptures in Matthew, what he commanded his disciples to preach while he was there was the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus preached the kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of heaven is like this. What Jesus preached, what Jesus taught was the kingdom. Behold, the kingdom of God is within you. And so the disciples, the apostles that he sent out, they didn't really get a chance to preach the gospel of the kingdom because they were preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Christ. Before they could preach what Jesus preached, first they had to authenticate who Jesus was. And so they spent their entire ministries authenticating who Jesus was, establishing churches, establishing who Jesus was, that he is Savior, Christ, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, God of Gods. So they never got a chance to get to the gospel of the kingdom because they were teaching and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. You remember the song that everybody ought to know who Jesus is. So what they were busy doing is helping people know who Jesus was. They didn't get a chance to preach what Jesus preached because they were preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. What the goal was is that after they authenticated who Jesus was, the gospel of Jesus Christ, then they were going to preach what Jesus preached and taught what Jesus taught but they didn't get to it because they had such a struggle. They had such persecution with just establishing who Jesus was. They did not get a chance to preach what Jesus preached. They did not get a chance to teach what Jesus taught. So they were focused on the gospel of Jesus Christ and didn't get to the gospel of the kingdom, which is what Jesus preached. So we recognize the gospel of Jesus Christ. We recognize the gospel of the kingdom. And that third gospel that we recognize in kingdom is the gospel according to you that you are a living epistle. Just like the gospel according to Matthew, the gospel according to Mark, the gospel according to Luke, the gospel according to John, there's a gospel according to Dot, there's a gospel according to Delicia, there's a gospel according to Vince, there's a gospel according to each one of us. So in kingdom, we recognize that there is the gospel of Jesus Christ, there's the gospel of the kingdom, and there's the gospel according to you, all right? The gospel of Jesus Christ, 
the gospel of the kingdom and the gospel according to you. And each of us as followers of Jesus, we present the good news, the gospel in a different way. So um, we got to have to go back and review that. So the kingdom recognizes three gospels, the gospel of Jesus Christ that brings people to salvation. That's why it says the power of God unto salvation. But once people get to salvation, they need the gospel of the kingdom. All right. So it's the gospel of Jesus Christ that brings us to salvation, the power of God unto salvation. And then once we receive salvation, we need the gospel of the kingdom. And then we can produce the gospel according to us as individuals. If you got that, give me a thumbs up. Give me a high five. Give me a heart. That's foundational. Amen. If you got those three gospels, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of the kingdom, and the gospel according to you, give me a thumbs up. Give me a high five. Give me a heart. All right, y'all got those three gospels that are recognized in kingdom. The gospel of Jesus Christ that brings you to salvation. The gospel of the kingdom once you are saved. And then this ongoing gospel that's still being written is the gospel according to you. It is the gospel according to me. It is still being written. Your story is still being told. Amen. All right, but there's an order of how the purpose of the gospel is to bring you to salvation. The, the, it says that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus, for it is the power of God unto salvation. So the way that the gospel works, the way that the gospel has impact, and I'm going to work with this over these next few minutes. Pulling point number one is first with the gospel, you got to save yourself. Notice that they said, save yourself from this untoward generation. Pulling point number one, the way that the gospel works is that you first got to save yourself. The way that you cannot be ashamed of the gospel is that you got to first not be ashamed of yourself. Amen. Pulling point number one, save yourself, which means that you have your own spiritual awakening your own awakening to who you are, to whose you are, to know that you are God's beloved offspring. And so pulling point number one, the way that the gospel works, the way that you cannot, don't have to be ashamed of the gospel, pulling point number one is you got to save yourself. Many times we're trying to save others, but we have not saved ourselves. The Bible says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. It don't say work out your soul salvation. That's what they said when I was growing up in church. But the scripture says work out your own salvation. Many people are ashamed of the gospel because they have not yet saved themselves. Save yourself from this untoward generation. The way that you cannot be ashamed of the gospel is that you first save yourself. Go into all of your world and preach the gospel to every part of you. Pulling point number one, the way that you go will not be ashamed of the gospel is that you first of all got to let the good news of God's love save you, save yourself, have your own spiritual awakening. Amen. Pulling point number one, the way not to be ashamed of the gospel is to save yourself. And that when you save yourself, you are not ashamed of anything that you've done, anything that you've said, anywhere that you've been. You are not ashamed because you have saved yourself. The power is the gospel. It says we are not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God that has caused you to awakening to the truth, to know that old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Before you can save, preach the gospel to everybody else, first you got to save yourself. 
Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm saving myself. I got to save myself first. I must awaken to the truth of who I am first. The salvation is the awakening of the consciousness, amen, to who you are. But as long as you are ashamed of yourself, then you're not going to be able to preach the good news to anybody else. Save yourself. Accept God's grace. Accept God's mercy. Accept God's forgiveness. Accept God's love. You got to save yourself. Amen. Amen. Pull up number one. The way that you are not ashamed of the gospel, the power of God unto salvation is first of all, you got to save yourself. I don't know about you, but I'm saving myself. Amen. You can't save anybody else until you first save yourself. Before you can put the oxygen mask on anybody else, first you got to put the oxygen mask on yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. You got to save yourself. And until you save yourself, you are still ashamed of yourself. Amen. Can I say that again? Until you save yourself, you are still ashamed of yourself. Save yourself from guilt, shame, condemnation, low self-esteem, poor self-image, lack of self-worth. Save yourself. Save yourself from sickness, pain, disease, discomfort, and dysfunction. Save yourself. Save yourself from lack, limitation, scarcity, not having enough, not feeling like enough. You got to save yourself. It's the power of God unto salvation. But until you allow that power to work in you, until you are save yourself, then you're going to be ashamed. And with that shame, you're not going to be able to help anybody else. Somebody affirmed with me, I'm saving myself. Amen. I'm going to get to you, but I first got to save myself. As long as you don't like yourself, as long as you don't love yourself, you're not going to be able to help anybody else. You're not going to be able to be effective and efficient. You first got to save yourself. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. of." He said, I was the chief of sinners. Yes, I was circumcised on the eighth day. Paul was not ashamed. He said, I went about sending, I got letters. I went about killing the people who called on the name of Jesus. He put all of his stuff out there. And let me tell you, when you are transparent and when you have really saved yourself, you are no longer ashamed of yourself. You're no longer ashamed of your story. You're no longer ashamed of your testimony because I am saving myself. Amen. Uh, I'm trying to get to my points. Fully point number one. This is how you don't have to be ashamed of the gospel, is that you first of all start by saving yourself. Pulling point number two, once you save yourself, then you can save your people. Amen. You can't save, each of us got a people. Each of us got an audience. If you look at the gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they each had an audience that they were targeting. Jesus was very specific, and I know people don't like this, but Jesus was a Jew. And he came, the Bible says, and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. Amen. Even if you look at Romans 1.16, it says to the Jew first and then to the Greek. You got to know who your people are. And once you save yourself, save your people. He's told his disciples, don't go to nobody else but the lost sheep of Israel. Once I save myself, then I can save my people. Is that what Esther said? If I perish, I perish, but I'm going to see the king. I got to save my people. You got to know who your people are. We're trying to save the world, but you 
once you save yourself, the next group that you got to save is you got to save your people. That was the conflict that Jesus had with the Samaritan woman at the well, where they said, you worship in this mountain. And they said, this is where you're supposed to worship. But he said, salvation is of the Jews. Because Jesus was focused on saving his people first. Once you save yourself, save your people. I don't know who your people are. Maybe it's people of a certain age, a certain race, a certain color, a certain educational level, a certain, yes, we're going to, we love and accept all people, but you got to know who your people are. Jesus was effective in ministry because he knew who his people were and he preached to his people. Amen. And when the woman tried to get in there, you know, she had to work her way in there. You know, he said, I, you know, I'm not, you know, the dogs. She, she was trying to get in there. She said, well, even the dogs deserve the crumbs for the masses table. Jesus was focused on saving his people. And many of us are distracted because we're not focused on our people. We don't know who our people are. Who are your people? Who is your target audience? Once you saved yourself, who are the people that God has called you to save? What do they look like? Where do they live? Who are your people? And that's how Paul kept getting in trouble because he was an apostle to the Gentiles, but he kept running to the Jews. And even though that was his ethnic group that he was from, even though he was a Jew, the Jews were not his people. They were not his assignment. He was assigned to the Gentiles. And every time he went over to them Jews, he got his head busted. Every time he went over there to them Jews, that even though he was a Jew, the Jew weren't his people. Amen. Amen. You got to know who your people are. Who is your target audience? Who is the gospel going to be received from out of your mouth, out of your experience? Who are your people? I don't preach at 925 at night because my people are not at 925. I know my people are not night people. I'm not a night person. So I'm not going to do the nightly review. That's Kenneth Butler's people. Amen. At 1230 in the afternoon, my people are doing different things. So I'm not trying to preach the midday moment. Those are Davina Jones's people. You got to know who your people are. You got to know what your message is and your sheep will hear your voice. My sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. Once I save myself, then I got to save my people. Jesus was focused on saving his people. He started with the Jews and the Bible says he came unto his own and his own received him not. And then once his, he had done what he could done, do for his people, then he went out, pulley point number three, then he could save anyone else. But there's an order. You got to save yourself, then save your people, and then you can save, amen, anyone else. You can put it out there. That however far it goes, however far it expands, that's wonderful. But my target is first to save myself, then to save my people. And then and I'm not going to hold back or reject or stop people from getting what it is that I have to offer. But my target audience, you got to know who your target audience is. And it's not just because you black that you called the black people or because you're in recovery that you called the people from recovery. Because let me tell you something. The man that was at the pool, that was by the pool... <laughs> Amen. For all of those years, Jesus told him to rise up, take up your bed and walk. Don't witness to the people at the pool. Don't try to heal the people at the pool. Get up and go. These are not your people. 
You got to know who your people are. And only God can show you who your people are. You can't look at it because I'm a man that I'm called to men's ministry. Look at Bishop Jakes. He was a man and he was called to women's ministry. What put him on the map was women, thou woman, thou art loose. So I, you can't assume based upon your demographics that this is who your people are. Paul was a Jew, but he was called to the Gentiles. You got to know who your target audience is. That once you start saving yourself and saving your people, you'll see prosperity come into your life. You'll see harmony in your relationship. You'll see health and healing and miracles, signs and wonders manifest because you know who your people are. If you are still ashamed of your gospel, it's because you have not saved saved yourself because you're not saving your people because when you with your people you don't have nothing to be ashamed of your people love you accept you are open to you receive you your people think you are the best thing since sliced butter and bread you got to save yourself and then save your people and then you can save anyone else for God so loved the world but before we can get to God so loved the world first it's got to be God so loved me God so loved my people, then God so loved the world. Amen. Can I say it again? First, you got to get to you. You got to save yourself that God loves me, that God really loves me, that God loves all of me. That's saving yourself. And then you can take that message to your people. And tell them God loves you. God really loves you. God loves all of you. And then your people will have people. And they will take the message all over the earth. We're trying to save the world when we're not saving our people. But if you save yourself and your people. And I save myself and my people. We will reach the world for Jesus Christ. We will take this kingdom movement forward. But you got to target and focus your time. Your individuality, your money, your energy on your people. Jesus came to save his people. And then, that's why I said in this same text, see the song cuts it off. <laughs> you know, we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to everyone that receives. But they don't do that last part to the Jew first. And also to the Greek. Amen. So we got to get to this place where we're not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the good news. Because I've saved myself and I'm not ashamed of myself. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because I'm not ashamed of my people. Moses knew who his people were. His, his people and his purpose was to bring them out of Egypt. Into the promise, into through the wilderness. Joshua had to take them on to the promised land. You got to know who your people are and what your purpose is. I love you so much. Are you ashamed of the gospel? Are you ashamed of yourself? Are you ashamed of your people? Because once you save yourself, you're no longer ashamed of yourself. And once you start saving your people, who you are assigned to, you won't be ashamed of them either. And you won't be ashamed of the message that you have to share with them. Are you ashamed of your gospel? Then you're decreasing the power that it has to save. 
I love you so much. God bless you. Thank you so much for being a part of the daily download. If you've been blessed by today's message, sow a seed, meet a need, boost this post so that hundreds of thousands of people can know there's the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of the kingdom, and the gospel according to me. Let me tell you, I got to save myself, then I'm going to save my people, then I'm open to help save anybody else. Until tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m., remember, remember that no external situation can create your day, but you are co-creating with God the life that you desire and the life that you deserve. You've been listening to The Mental Note with Dr. Darrell R. Pulley, the spiritual leader of today's church, Tampa Bay. For more information about today's church, visit us online at todayschurchtampabay.com.